business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. It's Wednesday. That one is a weird one. Try a different microphone. I don't know why that one is pretty... Yeah, everything's been a problem. People keep switching the microphones around and not switching them back. And mic two is being poopy. And uh, So yeah, hey, welcome to the AltaCast, everybody. It is June 6th. We almost have a new mayor. My cat is dead. Um, yeah, I'm super, super bummed. It was... Um, a really incredibly difficult weekend. Uh, uh, let's see which number you're on. I don't, uh, I, there you go. You're fine. Yay. Uh, so it was a really, really difficult weekend, and uh, I have a ghost kitty now, and it's, uh, it's. I mean, it's just super, super sad. But you lose a family member. Yeah, he's my fur baby. Uh, but we're we're gonna watch some weird, listen to some weird things today um, to memorialize. My buddy Spike, my buddy. So how cute. how old was he? I think he was like 16. Okay. So, I mean, and I felt... We were just talking about him last week. We were just week. talking about And that was the thing that was so crazy. On Friday when I was hanging out with the cat and with Jonathan, he'd taken the day off of work so we could hang out with the cat. And I was going to Google, when do you take your old cat in to put him to sleep? I was going to go Google that, but I'm like, I'm not going to Google that. I've got a couple more weeks with him. He's fine. But... You know, he just couldn't do kitty things anymore. He didn't have the energy and he was well, no, sluggish? I mean, he, or? No, no, no. He, 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 I think what happened, he, he neurologically fell apart at the end. I think he had like a brain tumor, something in his face that was pressing. Because he was eating fine and drinking fine and peeing and pooping, no problem. All right. He used to cough and sneeze. Well, that's the thing. He used to sneeze a lot. But I think it kind of got too big in his head and he couldn't even sneeze anymore. Oh, but Lord. so he... he pawed his face a lot because it was like something was in his head and it was bothering him but neurologically he started to change and then all of a sudden out of nowhere 
he couldn't jump off the couch without falling down. He couldn't, not only could he not jump on the couch anymore or even jump up anything he used to jump up or jump up on the bed, he couldn't jump up and he couldn't get down. He'd just fall off everything. How recent was that? Uh, it started about two weeks ago. Oh, shit. So, okay. and then, so I, so he, and, and when he was walking around, he was kind of wobbly and like he'd get confused, like he couldn't figure out, like it was almost like he went blind sometimes yeah, for a minute. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like he couldn't see his food or he'd step in his food and then he'd step in his water and then he'd be all discombobulated. Yeah. But he couldn't do kitty things. He wasn't playing. He wasn't masturbating. He was just eating, walking in circles, and sleeping. And every once in a while, he'd get confused and meow um, when he'd get, like, lost. But so we left him on Friday at, like, 4 o'clock. And I said to him, I love you, kitty. Don't die. And I know. It was terrible. And so... Um, we came home at 11 o'clock and he had rigor mortis so he'd had to have been dead for about we think three hours we think he died at like 7.30 because uh-huh. Jonathan was at the bar and he was like had a feeling I need to go back to the cat and then mm. I did my whole set and I was super depressed and everything and in my set on Friday I talk about how I'm so sad because my cat's dying so my cat was like I think literally dying during my set during your set yeah so because rigor mortis takes a couple hours to set in like two and a half three hours uh-huh. and since he was already that we figure probably 7.30 so he found he crawled under the radiator and it was warm and he listened to his favorite sound of the radiator just tick 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 and I think he just gave himself to the warmth and he didn't like burn or anything he just was underneath the hot heater it was hard we had to wait for the heater to turn off to cool down before we could get him out it sounded like he was just like this is it yeah I think that he was done I think that he I mean he couldn't do kitty things anymore. He wasn't he master, was but he be couldn't miserable. jump. He was, be he, he was just walking around, yeah, in circles and confused, and he just wasn't himself. And he, because we were feeding him eggs and stuff at that point, he couldn't crunch food anymore because I think that the tumor or whatever was in his head, like there was a noise in his head and he couldn't, so he had to lick food he couldn't crunch. So oh, I know I'm super. He had a good wrong. life. He, kitty had a good life. I think 16 years is a good amount. Yeah. It's just not fair. Our dog, I know, I this know time that. actually, what's. This time last year, we had to put our dog to sleep, and she was 16. Mm. So it's just like, it's weird. Like, For babies. Yeah. It, it, 16 years is not long enough. No, <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. It's I not wanted, long, and it's like. Well, and I want all the time with him. And I look at these videos, this video I have that he was in, and he was so fat. And it's just so funny to me because he got really skinny there at the end. He just all of a sudden, I mean, he never looked terrible. He was... But then again, I, I don't know. I, I miss, I miss him so much, but at least he gets to be buried in the backyard. I just, I mean, of course I wanted him to live longer, but I wouldn't have wanted him to live longer and in suffer. the state that he was no, in. That's not he, and I don't think he was suffering that much. He was just really confused. Like, and but, I, like, but here's the thing, like I noticed, and this is what the vet told me when we were putting Pilar to sleep because Pilar didn't have any interest. All she would do is she'd start urinating on herself. Right, 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 and right. She right. That's do when dog you know things. Right. She was just miserable. And yeah. what the vet had told us um, was just like, you know, they would rather be, you know, they don't want to live their life miserable. Just no, imagine like you in the vegetated state, you know, the same right. if I was, yeah. if I was walking around the house and I kept bumping into things and I couldn't see anything and I couldn't get to my chairs and I couldn't, I mean, I'd be, I, that would suck. Yeah. That would suck. You, and the, the, the bummer was that night I was trying to cuddle him and hold him and stuff, which was great. But he just, when he wanted to get off the bed, he'd just fall off and like, and I was like, oh God, kitty, uh, what are you? Like, yeah. he just didn't have, he just couldn't be a kitty anymore. He just, yeah. It was That's... incredibly sad. Well, let's, um, we'll watch our first video. Uh, so, the first one. 
cut it. Listen, there was a girl, and the girl came out after me, after the guy was wanting to try me. The girl came over to me, and she was telling me, calm down, calm down, just go inside, just go inside. See, when you play the crazy game with people at the clubs, girls will actually come over to you, and they will try to get with you because they realize that you're actually crazy, and they are too. Once they realize that, they appreciate you. They really do. Yes. They love you forever. They're really crazy. But you are too. Keep it going. It's great. He likes you, Chris. You love me too. I love you too. Okay, so that was Chris Duncan explaining women to a cat, and that cat was my cat, and he's just standing there staring at him, and he's talking, he's kissing the cat in the face, and Spike's like, well. Spike was just letting him do it, which was, he was a nice cat. Um, You can X out of that one now, because we've got a little, I've got a strange list of... Cat, um, I'm mad at my cat. She, oh, oh, we, oh, I didn't mean the whole thing, I uh, meant, because I had a bunch of them lined up, it's okay. I meant just the, I'll get him back, it's fine. I had a bunch I'll of videos fine. all set up, that's probably gone, it's fine. No worries. I just meant that one screen of, because um, it was Spike oh, explains. It's okay. I'll try to find something else. And they were they were just silly songs and stuff. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> yes, it, it was no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but yeah. So Spike was a great cat. Well, we don't. We don't. I mean, I don't. I don't have to dwell on it all day. It's probably better than I don't. But well, at least we got to see the well, spike. Well, we can cat. at least talk about it a little bit, because like I mean, I mean, if you want. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been hard because like I know I just asked you about like did you have dreams, like kitty dreams, like once he passed away? Because I know I was. Well, I having haven't dreams. seen I haven't seen the ghost cat yet, but uh, I did watch online. There was. Um, one of the videos is of a, I was going to show it to you. It's of a ghost cat. And it is, it is disturbing and strange. Why is this microphone so crappy? This is it's like everything here is falling apart. Falling apart. Um, so this there's some ghost cat stuff. This this stuff this freaked me out actually because I'm like, I mean clearly this is somebody. This this can't this can't be real. But we'll we'll watch it together here and you tell me if it's fake. Uh, okay, so this video is about a lady. She's dying in her house or something. She's got the cat. She can't. She hears it. Something, something doesn't hear it. And it's been out at night or whatever. And so they set up a camera. They say I don't know if they're lying or not, but they say they set up a camera here in this house, and the cat's gonna walk by here. And I'm All like, right. I'm like, is this real? Is this? This, this is looks real. like some par. What is that? Paranormal. Or- well, it's gonna come here. It's gonna. And it's so obvious when it walks by. It's like a clear kitty walking by. And and they claim it's real. There it is. Do you see it? Oh my God! Did Ghost kitty. Look, yeah, I, I saw it. Watch it again. Do you believe it or do you not believe? It? You think it's? You think it's a? Oh my God! Ghost cat. I don't know. Uh, they claim, and then the lady died or something. Let's just watch it one more time. I mean, I guess it could it, it, be superimposed. Here it comes. There's the ghost cat. Holy I see. Crap. It, 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 could, it could be. I'm not going to say no, but it also looks like it could be. It looks like a wind-blowing tree. I don't know. I don't this know. This is another one. This is another ghost cat. They say that they just set up the thing. And I'm like, are they doctored? Are 
I be in my house. I don't want it to be a ghost. I want it to be a. I believe. Yeah. I think some of this shit is bullshit. That's just me. I mean, this this one. Honestly, it's really hard to tell. So they're all the cat is all down in this one. Comes across this way again. Uh, it's just there it is. Oh my God! See that's gotta be fake. It's gotta be fake. I, yeah. It's gotta be. I don't believe this. I yeah, I, mean, I just don't. They say that they've got the time. Any of this can be fake. I guess. Yeah, I just no. That's a gray shadow. The other one was black and white. So I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe in the paranormal, but I, I don't believe people that put up their shit on YouTube and I don't know. I don't know. I'm very weary on that. Uh. So, another thing that uh, Spike really liked, which is strange, toward the end of his life, he um, could only eat soft foods, and it was uh-huh. like a super bummer, uh, but so he would only eat yogurt, really, he loved yogurt, yogurt and eggs and sour cream. So now would you mix the yogurt, eggs, and sour cream as like one big kind of concoction? I mixed the egg with the sour cream, but the yogurt he'd just kind of eat with us. Because it was like milk. Yeah, but huh. I think it was better for their digestive system, milk, I mean sour cream and yogurt, because it has like some different bacteria in it. Anyways, uh, we'll play this song and we'll be right back. This song is called Yogurt by Yilvis, and they're those guys that made the <laughs> Fox song. Okay. Stabs and drums. Wow! Yeah! Let me tell you about a thing. I really want some yogurt. Well, not exactly yogurt, but it has a taste of yogurt and also kind of look like yogurt. The shape should be like yogurt. Some people will think it's yogurt, but with a closer look at my yogurt, you'll discover it's not yogurt. Banana, vanilla, strawberry. Put it in your mouth. Yogurt. Ah. Papaya. That's what I'm at talking. Talking about. Chocolate. In the face. Yogurt. Yeah. So my car broke down. Yogurt. I took the bus. Yogurt. Had to stand because of the yogurt. And then I met this girl. Yogurt. Come on, interest. Yogurt. So we start to talk about the yogurt. And the way she pronounces yogurt. Just make my heart go yogurt. Raspberry. Oh my god. Kind of yogurt, and I saw this store called Yogurt. Could this be it? Yogurt. I said, Excuse me, sir. Yogurt. Is that a special kind of yogurt? He said, Forget about the yogurt. The new thing now is yogurt. It's so amazing, yes, this thing is gonna blow your mind. It is the sweetest, softest, purest thing you'll ever find. You think you tried it, but remember, it's a special kind. It's not yogurt, it's yogurt. It's so amazing, yes, this thing is gonna blow your mind It is the sweetest, softest, purest thing you'll ever find You think you've tried it, but remember it's a special kind It's not yogurt, it's yogurt Back to the track! Umami, oh, wasabi, burning on the top Carpaccio, yogurt, pastrami, 
Kiitos Duplex. Epatiitas. Joker. Ekoli. Legionella. Oh yeah. We be back. So that was a yogurt Yay. song by Yildiz. For you, Spike. For you, Spike. Because uh, he loved yogurt. I uh, loved cheese. He loved yogurt. He loved all human food. He'd just come up and sit on your lap and like eat whatever you were eating. He was a really good guy. Damn. Yeah, it's really it's, sad. Do you like have any toys or anything? Oh, or? We have all his toys. I'm not getting rid of anything. I'm keeping... I mean... I Don't, don't. Yeah. I would probably just put them in a box and... Oh, no, yeah. I'm just... I'm going to give them to the new cat. Like okay. I, my whole thing is, I'm too poor to like give away his food bowl and, and oh, no. give away his litter box and his cat trees. Like he's got two badass cat trees. I mean, no, and I don't want to think about next cat because it's I like give that. it time. I, we, I don't think I'll do it until till my till my birthday till um, October. Yeah, till we come back from Greece. I would say, hey, I didn't know about that Greece. Oh yeah, we um, I freaked out um about Westworld. Well, you know, I freak out about Westworld yeah. all the time. So. Um, I was doing some research, so they've been sending me these fun emails because Westworld is badass, and so I got Delos Management Research. And so I was like looking up, trying to find other stuff on Delos. It's a fictional company that's in a show. Anyways, <laughs> I found out in my uh, traveling through the internet that it's not a fictional place. It's a real place. Delos, Delos. is a Greek island that is... Um, a holy space. It was supposedly where Artemis and Apollo were born. And look, I put in wow. Delos, and Delos Destinations comes up first. That's not what I wanted, sweetheart. I wanted the island of Delos. Oh, look, it's like, it's the, uh, it's, uh, myth yeah, I'm reading it now. The mythological place of Apollo. It was the first, uh, it was a major religious center and port during the first millennium BC. Yeah, and it, and they have great, there, there's these cats. There's these cat sculptures that are famous. Wow. And, um, it's these super old cats. So, anyways, I go, oh my God. I want to go to Delos. We're going to fucking Delos. So I start looking up because I'm, you know, I like to research and stuff. I start looking up, oh, how do we, how do we get to Delos? Well, it turns out that you can't stay there. You can only go for day trips. Because it's a, a historical. Right. The entire island is like a ancient. big. Well, and it's almost like Delos. It's almost like Westworld. It's like a big amusement park. But it's not an amusement park. It's like a big history amusement park where no one can stay. And there's, you know, it's like bring your lunch because they don't have anything out there. Um. I'm really excited though. So what I did is I looked up this Delos stuff and then I said, oh, geez, well, we'd have to go to Mykonos, and that, which is an island. And then it was like, oh, well, we'd have to go to Athens. So I thought, oh, okay, well, if we fly in and out of Athens, how much is that going to cost? And I look at plane flights and I'm like, well, you know what might be a bigger hub is if we flew in and out of Rome. And then we did Rome oh, and Naples nice. and then we got on ferries and then we went all the way around um, to the Greek islands. That's my, oh, that's one of my dream trips. Right. Go. So what I did was I found round trip tickets from SFO to Rome for $550. That's a deal. Yeah, with like all taxes, everything included, the whole thing. Oh my God. Each of us. So I was like, okay. So I spent $1,100 on round trip tickets to Rome. And I was like, all right. So I'm almost... Worth it. Right, totally worth it. So, and I did all the research. Right now we're in the middle of choosing Airbnbs and I've got them all clustered on maps and like where they are around the center. So we're starting in Rome uh -huh. and then we're going to be two days in Rome and then we take a train 
to Naples because we're going to find the best pizza and gelato in the world. Um, and wine. And wine. So we're going to go to, we're going to take a train to Naples and then we're going to be in Naples for three days. Um, but on the second day there, we're going to take a day trip to Pompeii. Oh my God. And see Vesuvius and all that stuff. And the people that are all dead. I'm very excited because. It's a historical well, trip. And, and, and uh, Pompeii is very interesting because it was a city of about 23, 25,000 people. And when the volcano erupted, like all of their houses were buried in ash and 20,000 of the people left. They fled the city. They said, we're getting out of here. Yeah. And there were about 3,000 people, two to 3,000 people that were like, nah, we're going to stay. stay. We think we got this one. They bat- made And then sure. the lava came. Burn. And so there's petrified people there. There's like people that are like, yeah, but most of them are like, cradling loved ones or trying Kids. to shield ch- children and stuff like that but they're all stone they turned into stone they got petrified yeah so I'm pretty stoked to see some like crazy stone carnage that's that's what actually one of the reasons why I've always wanted to go there because it's a really fascinating story about the volcano how it destroyed the city yeah and you see those people like those those spirits and those stones are probably still there. Right. They, they got the trap there. That's crazy stuff. Yeah, dude, that's a. That's so a well, it keeps trip. going. That's so then we're gonna. So we're in Naples for three days, and then we get on a we get on a bus because we have to cross the body of um, Italy, and it's like a four hour bus ride. But that's cool. We're gonna see. We're, traveling through the Italian countryside on a bus. It's going to be beautiful. That's what you wanted to. Yeah. So, and we'll bring foods and drinks and stuff on the bus, whatever. And wine. And wine. So <laughs> we, we're we going to get to a place called Bari. And rather than stay there, we're just going to get a bus from there and go to a place called Brindisi. It's right down the coast. So we're going to have like a pretty big day of traveling there. But then when we get to Brindisi, we're going to stay one night and we're looking at the Airbnbs and they're like on the, they're right next to the wharf thing. And then we're going to take off on a wharf on a ferry and go to the island of Corfu in Greece. So we ferry, ferry, ferry. We get to Corfu. We're doing two days in Corfu and it's this big island where you can walk. It's like famous for, there's a 22 day walk that you can do where you can camp and you can cross the whole island in 22 days. It's called the Corfu Trail. But we're just gonna do two days there and then we have a plane flight and it was only, this is crazy, it was $29 to fly from Corfu to Athens. It's basically like going from San Francisco to LA or something. It's like an hour in, and it was in the cheaper. air. And it was super cheap. <laughs> so we're flying from Corfu to Athens and then we're in Athens for three days and then we get on a boat to go to Mykonos. And then in Mykonos, we're, which is like the most expensive part of the trip, um, but we're going to stay in this, we're, we're going to see which one we choose. But anyways, we're going to be there for five days and we're right on the beach. Like the beach is uh, there and we're right there and there's like balcony and we're like, there's the ocean and there's where we stay and there's little steps down to the beach and all that beautiful, stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. Water. And I have a kitchen so I can like go to the store and buy food and cook and do all that kind of stuff. Fresh and fish. Fresh fish. The whole deal. So Mykonos, five days. Uh, then we, and we do Delos on one of those days when we're down there. That's the whole purpose to it is to get to Delos. <laughs> and then we go back to Athens for two days and then we fly from Athens to Rome and we're in Rome for two days and then we fly home. So it's it's 24 days total including all the traveling but we're staying in Airbnbs for 20 nights. So it's like like a 21 day like big vacation with then travel oh on either end God. yeah i'm super stoked. my jaw just dropped i know and this is the craziest thing i don't mean to like pat myself on the back by you know breaking my arm pat tap, myself tap. on the ground but <laughs> this whole thing for both of us it's gonna cost four thousand dollars total for both of us yeah that's two that's two g's a piece right that's which nothing. is totally possible people like, buy purses for that much right i know it's so crazy <laughs> well and we're i mean we're going super like 
21 days? It's like, it's budget though. I mean, we're, we're Airbnb. We're not camping. I mean, there are places like on Mykonos you could actually camp. But like, I don't want to camp on but the you, beach. I want to have a vacation. First of all, the water... F- my friend, she she she's from Greece, so she's been trying to get oh, me out there. Shit. I might have to connect you. Mm. Um, but she's like, you always want to stay someplace in Mykonos because the water is beautiful and perfect, and the food. Ah, oh, it's the food. So you're eating two of my favorite uh, types of food. Yeah, Southern Italian style. Oh yeah. And then your Greek yeah. Greek food is my favorite. Oh yeah. I'm, seafood I'm so excited dude it's you're gonna, gonna cook some great sh- you're gonna eat yeah. good and drink good oh yeah and yeah. I heard and Greeks, travel Greeks are awesome raunchy people which are fun perfect yeah well and I'm I'm really I mean I'm really organizing the fuck out of it because and I, I love Jonathan to death but he's not really a planner and Selling I'm my boyfriend I'm I'm to the point of planning where so I've done the macro planning in that I got the the main tickets. I still have to get tickets from Athens to Rome, but I'm not concerned about that. Aegean Air has tons of tickets, and it's a very it's it happens all the time, so I'm not worried about that. But right now we're in the midst of choosing the Airbnbs. So I did all the research, and I found all the ones that are in our price ranges, and I f- put them on a map, and I found I'm mean, basically Jonathan and I are going to go through them, and we're going to choose which ones we like the best, whether yeah. whether it be based on location. Or, but all of them, when I have this little map thing, you can see they're all clustered around the center. So I've kind of done. So once I've got those booked up, then I'm going to start doing micro planning where I'm going to get city maps. And so I know where bus stops are. Like, I'm going to yeah. know where's the airport? Can I keep, keep where's the train stations? Which kind of trains? Which kind of buses? Because I want to get there and not look like an American tourist and have stuff stolen from us because we look stupid. Smart. I'm going to be like, we just got to the airport. I know how to get to the train station. Yeah. Boom. You know what? We know exactly where we're going. This our Airbnb is right here. We're going into the center. It's by the Coliseum or it's over here by the, it's in the Jewish quarter. It's wherever it is. Oh, look, we got there. And so I'm, and I, I still have three months. So, uh, you know, I'm in the macro planning stages and I'll go to the micro planning just so that Jonathan doesn't have to stress because he gets... like if we I don't want to have any fights and if we're like looking for a train station or we're looking for a bus things could get unnecessarily heated because maybe we haven't eaten enough or we've been on a plane or we're I just want it to be like you're in a foreign country super smooth you that's really smart that's see that's street smart right there because that is I mean you do want to be prepared for that and you're going to be tired like you said all of the above you you are an excellent planner you almost you sound like my boyfriend almost with planning but sometimes he wants me to do it and I'm not good at it um, but the fact that you're he- going to be ahead of the game, that way you're not wasting any time. Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste time. Exactly. And you don't want to get robbed. No, and, and I've heard <laughs> that Italy is a place with sticky finger- fingers. Yeah, you get where they, robbed. People are doing that. And this is the thing. All we're bringing, all I'm bringing is that backpack. I'm oh. bringing a backpack. I don't, I'm not for 20, 21 days. It's, we're going to the Greek Isles. Because, well, you know, Rome isn't on the water, but everywhere else we're going to be is on the water. Naples is on the water, uh, Brindisi's on the water, Corfu is on the water, Athens, not, you know, it's a little bit farther back, and then Mykonos and Dales. It's like, we're basically, I'm gonna have a couple sundresses, I'm gonna roll them up, I'm gonna have like a pair of jeans, because the Airbnbs everywhere we're staying has laundry. Uh, so like it's no big deal. I can't I can't pack like you God bless people out there that can backpack and just have one 
and travel that way yeah. I cannot do such a thing because I'm like I gotta have a party dress I gotta have swimsuit number one and two yeah, maybe three yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. on top of that I know I'll be shopping and I'll bring some like little trinkets back so I'm like I gotta leave a little bit of space in uh, suitcase number two for whatever kind of shit <laughs> that I'm going to bring back. I'm going well I'm going to bring a bag inside my bag for cuz there's a couple things I need to do some research on for example wine when, right right <laughs> I, well then we'd have to check it on the way back but that would be fine um when I went to Brussels I know that Brussels has um, amazing Belgian waffles. You can't take those with you. But they also have incredible chocolates. And every one of their chocolatiers in Brussels, they make them completely differently. That's like, it's like, it's mind-blowing. Okay, so then the chocolate. And um, when we were in Spain, it was the honey and the saffron. So when I came back from that trip, I had like... I'm not even kidding. Twenty pounds of Belgian chocolate, like a different, each, and each box was different from a different place, right? Nice. So I'd like walk into a chocolate shop and be like, uh, "That one, that one," and they'd make me a little box. And then I, I came back with like twenty pounds of chocolate. And um, <laughs> Spanish honey is so good. And really, and then um, is it as sweet? Well, because the, the Spanish honey that I bought was bees that had been in saffron fields so it had a weird it was cool it was like almost saffron-esque um but then the saffron so when i went through when i went through customs or whatever and i get back to the united states there was a note on the top that said hey we checked your bag because i had 40 grams of saffron they were like probably like who the fuck brings 40 grams of saffron back from spain what is who is this person she's got they opened my bag and they're like honey Chocolate, saffron. What is wrong with this person? So the customs didn't give you that much of a hard time, did they? No, they just. It was. Okay. It, it wasn't even that because I, I walked through separately. It was my checked bag. So when I got to my checked bag and I get home and I open my bag at the top, there's this letter and it's very official and it's like, we thought you had contraband in your bag. Uh, <laughs> Don't you fly out of Amsterdam and think we ain't gonna check it for weed, yo? <laughs> But it was saffron, which I was like, I'm sure they opened it up and they're like, what the fuck? They were first like, went, they probably went through a scanner and they're like, what dumb bitch brings back weed from yeah. Amsterdam <laughs> in her Garyon bag? Oh, you really tried to hide? I didn't hide it at all. And so they'd get in there and be like, oh, saffron. Wow. They were very gentle to you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't pull you off to the side and what have you. And yeah, no, no, but just a letter in the bag. It's fine. Now that is a va- that's a vacation that people need to take advantage of rather than see if you're gonna spend shit on material things at least be about travel. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm super excited for Naples and I've been studying up on their specific pizza because I want to eat enough of that thin crust with the hot oven yes. because I want to pre- perfect my uh, weed bread dough because I want to start. I'm trying to figure out this new like I don't know way to make money. I, Okay, so since weed is legal here in um, California now, and bars are now setting up, trying to figure out ways that they can be both a dispensary or a place where you can consume it or something like that, I want to find a bar that's willing to make pizzas. So what I do is I make my pot pizza crust, right? And I par-break it just a little bit. I basically bake it for like three minutes in a 400-degree oven. And then I take it out. And so I basically make like a bobbly. But then I sell those to the bar. Or, and then they have the topping. I mean, I could make it as the topping or whatever. But I would say put the toppings on fresh. And yeah. you just stick it in the little oven at the bar. And then you could sell. They could make money hand over fist. $20 pizza that it has weed in it. It has 
you know, 100 milligrams of weed. That's you can't even, get in trouble with smoking it. So Right, but yeah. there's got to be a way now with a bar that's willing to... I'm, I'm just trying to think out of the box because I'm trying to make money. But so like... Because I can make weed bread dough. Like, it sounds like it'll be easier for you to sell something that like that does have that rather than like have a, a place where you can smoke weed. Right. A place where you can congest it sounds like a little bit place more doable than a and a, a and a bar yeah. though because this so the reason where I got the idea is that two 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 hide I don't know what it's called now Ales Inc or something and it's where the setup has their comedy show uh, weekly don't go to that one come to my show come to Pamtastics every Friday from eight to ten please uh, but so they used to have a thing where you could get pizza there and it was like ten bucks and they had a little oven. And they'd stick a pizza in there for you. And so you could basically get a beer and a pizza for like 15 bucks. And it was great. Nice. And the place always smelled like pizza. It was amazing. And so it's that kind of idea where it's a bar. It's a nice toaster oven. It's, you know, I mean, I guess I could make them where I par bake them and then sort of package them up so they unpackage them and stick them in there so that they're refrigerated. Right. All they'd need is a, a refrigerator like a, a small drink refrigerator and I just stack it with pizzas and they just have a toaster oven and you but everyone could make money I could sell them to them for like 10 bucks a piece they could sell them for 20 I bet you when you're in Naples you will probably find vendors on the street that probably do such and probably get expired mm-hmm. because since people do know that that's kind of like the birth of where pizza sure. it is yeah well, they're the you Napoli will probably pizza. find a place or some place on the street I bet you I bet you yeah. you probably come back with an idea because I I just feel like it's a it there's got my knowledge of m- marijuana confections and just cookery like I want to make money off this somehow there's got to be like this yeah. knowledge has to be brought to the world I mean I can't just do jokes about breast milk cheese <laughs> I mean that would be the best if I could actually do that breast milk cheese thing with and make TH cheese TH cheese yeah my um actually as a matter of fact speaking about cooking with marijuana my boyfriend now officially makes weed butter um Good. and so on the grill on Sunday um I in I basically had a Ziploc bag, put some salmon and the weed butter in it, sawed olive oil, then more weed butter and herbs, shaked it in and then put it on the grill. Damn. And so it tastes really butterly delicious and I slept okay. Good. And my cousin got high at work. She was like, I forgot the salmon had wheat butter in it and I was kind of... Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, in a great way to do that would be salmon and papillote because um, papillote, salmon and papillote is a French terminology when you use parchment paper. Oh. And so if you took your salmon and vegetables and that butter and you put it in the parchment, you cut it into a heart, you know, like a little, yeah. like when you were a kid. And then you put the fish on one half and you sprinkle it with your vegetables, put your pot butter. And then you roll the sides all the way around, almost like you're making a calzone. And you crimp them and fold them. You can also do it with tinfoil, but tinfoil, I mean, uh, aluminum. I have a, but, a fish wrap thing, a cedar wrap thing that damn. I can uh, do that with. Thank you. But it's great with the pot butter because you're making a sauce. All you're yeah. doing is making a sauce with the fish juices and the pot butter and the vegetables as oh. they all And it's steam. good with potato like that. And it, Yeah, and it's... But you... you and put your potatoes in the oven, your baked potatoes, and then put your fish in after. And you can't overcook it no. because it's in papillot and it's still in its own juices. So it's a great way to do salmon if you aren't a person that likes your salmon somewhat raw. Like I like my salmon that it's the very center is like still 
almost raw. Like it's so you like it kind of like on the rare side. Yeah, super yeah. rare. Salmon, I'm more of like a medium rare. Which is why salmon yeah. and papillote would be great for you. And it's the easiest way to use pot butter. And you won't waste any of it. The thing is, when you do it on the grill, some of it's going to come out. It's going to fall down, fall and you're down. not going to get all of it. But I usually put foil on my grill yeah. on that part. Damn it, you're still going to eat good when you're in Italy and Greece. I know. I'm, fuck my salmon butter and all that. I'm more, see, to me, it's the whole food. Yeah, it's gonna and then be great. you're going to have different versions because each part of the countryside and, of course, like the seaside are different. Mm hmm. And yes. then the different vintages of wine and Oh, all geez. the way through. Yeah. Oh my God. Ah. I know the Parmigiano Reggiano, the ah. real deal. The real thing. You're definitely you're definitely gonna okay. I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose cheese. my mind. Yeah, come back with cheese. That's yeah. a good idea. I don't think you you might have to hide it. You know I wonder if they let you bring Because Parmigiano actually Reggiano. um my friend was uh, was gonna buy, uh, bring me back some Caffili cheese from Wells Ooh. recently and they confiscated it. So the cheese I brought back from England I had in my um, luggage buried Ooh. along with my wine so make no I, th I think it's cheese eggs and meat you're not allowed to bring mm. but I would hide that shit I'll bring a whole thing of salami back and some prosciutto yeah I mean shit. I'm gonna well we'll bring probably bring cheese on the plane just to eat it on the way Damn. back home you are inspiring me to I, I need to book a trip well that's the thing I need is, to do something it was, now it was it was a weird idea that spawned from this Westworld thing, going making the pilgrimage to the island of cats to Delos. But Jonathan's never been to Europe. And oh. so this is very exciting for him. And it's exciting for me because, I mean, I was a theater major. So like going to Greece and Greek theater and studying all that. And um, I find it very interesting. And then being with my super Christian background, Rome, Catholicism, Jesus, like all that kind of stuff I'm very excited about. The only thing I'm a little bit freaked out about is obviously we're not going to travel with marijuana. And I think that when we're there, Morocco's pretty damn close and we should be able to find some hash. You'll be able to. But I don't want to be all like, I just, I don't want to get in trouble by having, because flying know, around with weed. Because, I, I mean, if we're, I don't know. Well, I think you'll be fine in Rome. You know, you, you the thing is like, it seems like you'll be able to chum up people and talk to people now i've never been to italy so i don't know i'm just going by assumption because it was of course easy like we had some friends in bristol uk that just hooked us up but i think you'll i think you'll find some you'll find some po yeah i mean you, you won't play the stupid concerned. american card that's the thing well you'll i mean <laughs> we'll make it into a joke um that's you gonna know, be that's gonna be the once I've done the macro planning and the micro planning. When I get to like the super micro micro planning, that's when I start looking for comedy in Rome. That's when I'm like, okay, we're gonna be in Naples. I need to find an open mic. Exactly. That'll be like the micro micro planning. You of, know, you know what questions you're gonna get, right? Oh, I, are you American? And I'll say, I am. What's wrong with your Canadian. country? <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say, I wish I was Canadian. No, I'll say, uh, Australians are cool. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> right. I mean, if people, I mean, I don't know. If, is that going to be the first question that a person from oh, another it, country gonna, asks? Well, no, not, no, no, that's not going to be the first thing. But when you get into dialogue, because like, I remember, um, when people 
I was when I was in the UK for the holidays. People were we were having a conversation in the, at a bar in Bath, and they're like, "You're American, so what's wrong with everybody over there?" I'm like, yeah. "I didn't vote for him. I, I didn't do it." So that's you had a you had an Aussie in the bar with us, and then a local from Bath, and then myself, and then Marcus, my boyfriend, who's from Bristol. So you had you know different kinds of like you were people. like a Benetton ad, yeah, <laughs> but like it, of it, politics, yeah. It, <laughs> right <laughs> but i mean it, it's it's nice to hear and talk to people about not even just politics but culture uh amongst right. each other because the same that's sh- what but food for me culture is food i yes, think it's the one absolutely. thing that you can understand a people's culture by how they feed themselves and food is it's yeah. very important well it's, in italy food is the important part of italy. discussion italy mm. <laughs> there's gonna be some good looking dudes mm. well i'm i'm going through all my mario batali cookbooks and um Central reading up salt. on like the specifically roman cuisine um which is different have than a touch woman <laughs> i mean i are we gonna am i gonna get cat called a fantastic i I don't know. Well, Pamtastic. Pamtastic. I've got Jonathan there. I mean, I love traveling. I'm super excited. I'm excited that, I mean, I almost feel like this would be, we're going to, we're going to be podcasting when we're down there too. I'm going to record things and try to do that because I mean, I don't know how much, how much money other people spend on their 21 days vacation, but I have a feeling it's more than $2,000. I think that we're doing it for pretty cheap and yeah. and that's even with the budget with the in in that two thousand dollars we each had five hundred dollars spending cash so it's Let's like it. so yeah the so all of the travel and all of the staying amounts to three thousand dollars and all the flying and all the ferries and all the everything yeah and then we still each have five hundred dollars for food drink and the whatnot dude i know i'm i can't i'm just like it's crazy because and right now, Italy and Greece, their economies are kind of in the shitter, so things yeah. are cheap. Yeah, they need people to come, you know. Yeah, but, and in September, it's... I mean, oh, that's... Damn! That's amazing. I'm really excited. That's... See, this is... I want to... St- I mean, I want to... It would be... The book I would write would be like, just because I'm... Just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have good taste. You know, like... I, I ain't is so, that the name? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't so poor I can't pay attention. No, but it's... it's I feel like we as I don't know I don't want to just say Americans or I think I, I mean I can only speak for us as Americans I guess but poor people aren't allowed to travel and I, I don't think that that's it's like it's the same thing of I don't know you know someone's poor when they don't have good dentistry <laughs> and, and, and that's why people get stigmatized and looked down upon and well and, and but why shouldn't everybody be able to travel and open up their minds? You know how much it is to get uh, a passport, and so the fact of the matter yeah. is, like, it's cost right dollars for mm-hmm. someone that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to cough that up when I have to renew mine, right? You know, and then on top of that, you know, luckily, you know, flights, some, you know, what's unfortunate is like flights going out of the country are cheaper than going like taking a flight to new york yeah which i noticed recently well round trip to new york could cost five hundred dollars except that i'm going to rome 
like, I yeah. don't get it. I, I don't. And I think I think sometimes Americans are very intimidated to leave to another place because they think they know because they what they see on TV or in the media. When it's like, why don't you go and experience it yourself? Yeah. Don't be afraid. I think a lot of people are too afraid to go outside their bubble, and that's how you learn about right. humanity and different right. cultures and. Yeah that's and it should be intriguing to people but i think for americans it's just like well we already live in the best country in the world why do i have to go anywhere i'm like no because everything that america stands for and what we've got are from different places Mm -hmm. of the world we're only the first new world so obviously these things such as pizza which is so american now right you know the og is in italy and the og is thin yes crust and super crispy and the napoli pizza is supposed to be cooked in 80 seconds and there's anchovies on that shit all right they're they're fire they're wood so in order to have a a, a truly uh napoli pizza you it has to be fire oven uh it has to be a wood fire oven fire and it has to use products from Naples and the surrounding areas. So the problem is, if you're in another country and you say that you're making Napoli pizza, you actually have to have buffalo mozzarella imported from, from, Naples. from Naples. So it's like it's a thing you can really only get when you're there. And it, people have argued like, well, why would you do that? Why can't you call it the the Na- Na- Napoli style and just not use those ingredients? But they're they're like really they have like groups of people that are on boards that like check it out and make so it's a wood fire oven and it's so hot it's like an 800 degree oven it's so hot that it cooks it in 80 seconds wow that's it sounds like it's almost i didn't know that about napoli style pizza obviously that's uh, it sounds like it's exactly the same like champagne yeah only only champagne from france is from champagne france Mm -hmm. you can't call a California, there's no such thing as a California champagne right. and sparkling wine. So exactly. it's kind of like that same difference from what it Absolutely. seems like. But this is, but these are things that are important that are part of our culture here in the States. And what's fortunate is people, I mean, I think people in our generations are the ones who are spending more on travel rather than buying homes. Right. I believe I read something about like a, a lot of, uh, you know, people um, that are younger are using their money instead of buying homes and fancy cars. They've been spending their money on travel, which is to me, I'd rather invest my time in travel than a home and then a car that is going to depreciate as soon as I drive drive it off the lot. You know, and I think when you travel, it's right on- here, you're exactly right. It's CNBC. Oh, it's the same. You are you you are right on it. Young people aren't buying homes because they'd rather travel the world. Millennials aren't buying homes at the same rate as previous generations, and home ownership rates for those under 35 have steadily declined since the early 2000s. One reason for this shift: young people today have different priorities, according to a recent survey by Realty Mogul. of young people between the ages of 18 and 34 would rather spend their money on traveling than buying a house, compared to only 26% of those ages 45 and older who said the same. This holds true to an opinion millennial consumers have expressed for years. Experiences matter more than things. In a 2014 Eventbrite poll found that 78% of millennials would choose to spend money on a desirable event over a desirable purchase, and over 55% said that they're spending more on experiences than they ever have. CNB 
ABC reports. Millennials aren't spending money on cars, TVs, and watches. Taylor Smith, CEO and co-founder of Blueboard, tells CNBC, we're renting scooters and touring Vietnam, rocking out at music festivals, or hiking Machu Picchu. Young people also prioritize small luxuries, such as restaurant meals, daily Starbucks runs, and of course, avocado toast. 47% of respondents ages 18 to 34 told Realty Mogul they'd prefer to rent over buy if it meant they could still afford such indulgences. But although finances aren't alone, alone aren't the only things holding young people back from home ownerships, cost remains a major factor in whether they choose or not to buy. Home prices keep rising while wages have remained largely flat. So recent data from apartment list shows although 80% of millennials would like to purchase real estate, very few young people are in a good position to buy. According to that report, 68% of millennials said they'd saved less than $1,000 for a down payment. Almost half or 44% of millennials said they had not saved anything for a down payment. While an indulgent vacation may set millennial back a few thousand dollars, the cost of owning a house is vastly higher. A 20% down payment on a $200,000 home would cost $40,000 alone before closing costs, maintenance, and other expensive elements of home ownership even come into play. Additionally, many millennials, it seems, don't fully grasp how expensive real estate has become, especially in desirable cities. And if they... They, if they push saving for a house to the back burner in favor of spending money on travel, many might be in for a rude awakening when it comes time to start working on that down payment. As Apartment List reports in Los Angeles, the market with the widest gap in expectation and reality, the actual median price of a condo is $420,000, meaning a 20% down payment comes out to $84,000. Respondents in that region estimate they will need $36,000, which is less than half of the actual amount and there's no rule that young people can't travel and purchase real estate but those who do want to make home ownership a reality should start saving after all you can never put away too much mm, damn yeah traveling you're so on the pulse <laughs> of everything happening in the world latoya the sheriff of truth you're exactly <laughs> on it no that's the thing is that okay so years ago uh a couple years ago i got my tooth back and i saved four thousand dollars for my tooth right and before i got my tooth back before i made that decision i was like should i go to india for a month <laughs> like i was seriously like okay i have four thousand dollars right i could go to india for three months that's true i was like do i really want this tooth what does this tooth mean to me and i chose to get the tooth and i spent the four thousand dollars on the tooth because of the way that people treated me with a missing tooth in the front of my face. That's, Not in the very front. It would, I mean, it. But the, still, the stigma of the what, stigma. And, and, and I guess it's all, you know, self esteem as, as well. And it's unfortunately, that's the healthcare system issue. Yes. But I mean, the sacrifices that you have to make in order to do something that you enjoy i i yes one day i would like to have my own home but i don't think it's going to happen yeah, i and, already had a home it's not that great yeah and, that, and that's a thing and i just <laughs> and i do recall like my grandparents owning properties or what have you and my my mother owning her home and how much of a headache mm, and, and the water heater breaks and, yeah, ain't nobody gonna fix it for you, you gotta buy a new water you gotta buy everything you, which you have to learn on your own is is it's complicated. It's not as easy to buy a home, especially if, you know, you're not making over 100 Gs. Even if you're making 100 Gs, that's still a lot to put a down payment on, which takes out of your travel fund. Well, and the, I mean, it's a... Okay, so I'm super poor, but I'm still able to save up money for these kinds of fun things. 
But there are people that, it's, it's what they said in the article. When you buy Starbucks every day. Okay, now, okay, so I do have daily expenses and that I probably spend at least $10 a day on beer. Yeah. That is fair. You could, you could, there, yes. It is fair to say that I spend $10 a day on beer. That's two beers. Uh, $70 a and week. And even, right, and even if it, so $70 a week, that's like my pretty most extra, extravagant expense. But people who, and it's that thing when they go get a Starbucks and they spend $6 on their Starbucks. I'm like, there's no alcohol in that. <laughs> but um, why are you spending so much money? But if you get a Starbucks every day, we'll just say it's $5, you know, um, 360 and we won't even say 365 we'll say we'll, we'll lower it we'll say 200 days out of the year you buy a starbucks okay my friend, that's a thousand dollars yeah my friend cut out uh the starbucks because he did the calculations because he would yeah. get one every day sure and it's a thousand dollars yeah it, there's another thing that i mean I would, I would love it. Just it's when money just flies out because it becomes regular to you. It's like the millennials now all have the apps and they say, "Oh, I on my Amazon, I bought the Westworld or I bought the HBO, and it's fourteen dollars a month, and it just automatically comes out." Well, once Westworld is done, I make Jonathan get rid of that. I'm not going to let him be charged fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars a month when we're not even watching a show. But we just. They get us and they, we just forget about it. It's the yeah. same thing with like avocado toast. It's $8 avocado toast, which is totally insane. But if you do it every day. It gets pricey. It's like, just, it's adding it up. It's just cutting one thing out and saying, you know what? It, I mean, it'd be like if I quit. Well, I don't buy cigarettes. But if Jonathan quit smoking, I mean, he buys pretty much, I would say, a pack every other day. So let's, let's do it. Let's, again, say 200 days. Um, times $10 for a pack. It's oh, $2,000. I mean, Quit. so... Right, I know. Well, okay, I mean, so let's get into this really quickly with the smoking. Uh, Proposition E passed. It did. I'm super sad. So... So the, the, so for those of you who don't know and if you're listening in mm. another part of the world, Proposition E was something that our city voted on and it was... No menthol. No menthol, no flavored tobacco. So now, no more flavored Swishers. No more grape flavor Swishers. No more vanilla, What about chai. hookah? So this includes hookah, right? Yeah. No more nargila. No more hookah bars. I, it's total, I thought it was totally, totally racially motivated. No more menthol cigarettes. Where are the black folks going to get up? Where are they going to get up? Menthol? No menthol cigarettes in San Francisco. You got to go. Now you're going to have to go to Oakland or you're going to have to go to Daly City. There's going to be no menthol. The, the thing that's going to affect me the most is that there's no Swisher flavored Swishers so that when I roll a blunt, I don't get any extra flavor. Now, it doesn't bother me that much because I love the flavor of marijuana. But, dude, I like those those new vanilla ones. They are great. The vanilla Swishers. Holy Toledo. I think the fact, and we discussed this last week about the... Speaking of, let's smoke some weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to clean the pipe. Um, I, we discussed this last week by we were talking about how... They kind of put the you you actually you you're the one that mentioned this that you know how it seemed like it was kind of like not I don't want to say racially motivated yes, that sounds motivated. but but like how okay so the good part about this bill was the fact that okay so certain uh, companies are trying to lure younger smokers or what have you by the flavored um, cartridges of tobacco and what have you um, in their vaporizers so that's one part. But then, to add the stupidity on top of it, I don't know too many high schoolers that like menthols. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know too many high schoolers that 
smoke hookahs. Right. Yeah. Um, no, they and don't. So th- and that's if it was just point blank period about like, okay, we're tr- we're doing Proposition E because we're trying to not have these companies lure children into smoking because of these certain kind of vaporizers like grape and sour cherry and all that stuff. I get that, but. I mentioned how sometimes when things get too liberal, and this is one of them, yes. where it's just like, okay, but what the menthol and the hookah, the flavored hookahs, have anything to do with children getting hooked upon these certain devices and like great, great flavor, flavored um, Swisher wraps. Swisher, yeah. yeah. And it's just, here's the thing, and the reality is, Young children, not young children, but young adolescent and teenagers are going to tr- to try smoking. Luckily, with how cigarettes have become expensive, I believe yeah the smoking rate has went down drastically. But now, of of course, there are vape pens and vaporizers that are a little are luring younger people. But this is just the new modern day of like trying cigarettes. That's what that's yeah. what it is to me cuz I started smoking when I was 16. And so which why that means I was in high school. But so but this is just a modern version of the modern day cigarette. Yeah. Um I do not think they should lure or try to get children to smoke. I mean Joe Camel in my in my generation was the factor. They right. used to have, He's you, so cool. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember like the the Joe Camel yeah. how he they were trying to make him very car, he was very cartoonish Cartoony and they like skateboarding and stuff. Exactly, and, exactly. That was yeah. a version of them trying to lure people my age to start smoking. Yeah. Luckily, they my made first, him look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah, yeah, and then they have the Joe Bucks, where right. you, you, if you get these pack of cigarettes, you can get uh, Joe Bucks, where they add up and you get cool things like a skateboard. So, I mean, every generation has something luring them to smoke that looks attractive or cool. Except, but, but and but that's the thing that's crazy is that at the same time we're doing that, and and the and the the companies are saying that at the same time. We stigmatize smokers and say that they're dirty, bad people. And I think, and this is not founded in any way except from my brain, I think that if you are in a car and you are smoking a cigarette, you are more likely to get in trouble by the police. If the police see you and you're smoking a cigarette, I think they are more likely to pull you over because they think... Ah, uh, this person's, they smoke, they probably drink too. They probably have some Coke in the car. They probably do. <laughs> you think so? I do. I think that they I think stigmatize. That's... I think that the stigmatization of smokers as bad and dirty people goes very far in our psyche. And every time we pass another one of these taxes or we pass another ban on something, we continue to disenfranchise and demonize smokers. And it's just like another poor tax. It's, well, I, I mean, I feel as this, as this, I don't, I think, you know, if you're a smoker, you should quit. But that's also your choice too. I I had to learn the hard way by quitting myself. I'm a former smoker, but I also feel like I don't like the smell, but I'm not going to, if I walk past somebody that's smoking, I'm just going to walk faster. I'm not going to turn around and look at them like, you need to put that out. There's some pedestrians. I think pedestrians are worse. I think pedestrians are the biggest assholes to smokers or what have you. Like if if there is a smoker outside that is 15 feet away from their building, wherever they need to be, and you walk by it, you shouldn't bitch and complain. You're walking by. Walk faster. Shit. If you don't, I don't like the smell of it. We're outside. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, I don't like the smell of it, so I just walk faster. But they're outside. You can't tell people, don't smoke outside, please. That's their only place to go. Yeah. Hence why when you go to certain clubs or bars, there is a, desic smoking air, a desic, uh, designated smoking area for them. Don't gang out back there. Yeah, if you don't, don't go like in it. the smoking room. If yeah, you don't like I mean, I, I'm all for the smoking ban and not having it indoors. But I think people, this is another extreme level proposition, proposition E of ex, this is extreme. I, I yeah. just feel like it's extreme. And then the, the I, menthol I, and it's, thing. It's, and I feel like it's racially motivated. Yeah, the myth. Come on, myth. Really? I mean, the good thing about it is now you're just gonna have more black people quit smoking. So, good I, job. But that wasn't by our choice. Right. That wasn't by. That was something that is forced upon. Well, well, sorry, Negroes, no more menthols for you. You got to go to Oakland to the dark side. And <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it kind of says to me. But I mean, I guess the better end of it is like, well, goddamn, if I can't get no menthols, I ain't smoking no goddamn Marlboro. Shit. Right. So I guess and I'm going to have to quit. I'm wondering. I mean, it's probably it's probably going to come into effect probably in 2019, but. Anyways, that was a that was a super bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, there are other issues to worry about. Yeah. These are some white people shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is some white rich white folks stuff. Seriously. I mean, they don't want our kids to smoke. How well, about, you know what? If you don't want your kids to smoke, be a better fucking parent. How about that? How about watch your kids and don't give them an iPhone when they're 11 years old? Oh, I just gave me an iPhone. Give them all the porn, give them all the access to everything in the world and just don't watch them. What do you think they're doing? Watch your children. Maybe pay attention to them. The reason I don't have children is that I dr I'm drunk all the time and I don't want to pay attention to children. But you, who chose to have kids, pay attention to your fucking kids. Why did you have them if you don't want to hang out with them, you weirdos? <laughs> it's like, just don't... If you don't want your kid to smoke, then fucking talk to your kid about smoking and like have an have an honest discussion with them about it. Or make them smoke. Force them to smoke yeah, until they so don't weird. like it. Because <laughs> when you tell teenagers don't do something they're gonna do it so tell them to smoke and see what happens yes. <laughs> force them but i don't no, know if i can unclog this pipe yeah. it is like it, it is I, it is I, uncloggable i think it's i it's because down down here I, I don't know how to get it that's where it's clogged um, You've but, got all this weed and no way to smoke it. But I think I also feel as that if, like I said, a lot of teenagers do kind of partake or are curious about smoking. It's just it's a, just an it's a, just an age thing where teenagers want to rebel. They're still trying to find their own. You're never going to stop teenagers from trying smoking. This is interesting. Smoking stigma can hurt effects to quit. I can see that. I was, I'm like, what? How does that make sense? Smoking stigma can backfire and hurt efforts to quit. New study reinforces the case for a new kind of smoking control strategy. Uh, with ashtrays, a collector item, and cigarette breaks relegated to cold and rainy office stoops, it's almost hard to remember that smoking was once considered James Dean cool, but its relatively rapid passage from popular to pariah has, sub has some unintended consequences. Public health campaigns that stigmatize smoking can backfire, according to a study published Monday, leading some people to become so angry and defensive that they refuse to quit, and others feeling so bad about themselves that they give up trying. We weren't surprised that the stigma hurt some individuals, since it has been found to be true for other mental health conditions. However, it was surprising the degree of smoking stigma and the degree to which many smokers reported agreeing with the stigmatizing stereotypes, said lead author Rebecca Evans. 
Paulus, a postdoctoral fellow at Methodology Center at Bennett Pierce Prevention Research Center at Penn State. Smokers reported feeling shame, guilt, and embarrassment for their smoking behavior and used such words as leper, outcast, bad person, lowlife, and pathetic to describe themselves in the study found. These feelings increased after failed attempts to quit smoking. To be sure, some smokers reported that efforts to de- denormalize smoking to make it uncool increased their intentions to quit, but others reported low self-esteem and the sense of hopelessness. Still others resisted internalizing the stigma by adopting a defensive strategy also employed by other marginalized groups, such as those with mental illness or weight problems, the study said. They became angry at the government and public health advocates for stigmatizing smoking and continued to smoke as a way of defending their self-esteem. The study, published by Journal Social Sciences and Medicine, analyzed 30 previous studies to investigate to what extent smokers were aware of negative stereotypes, agreed with them, and applied them to themselves. It did not look at the effect of negative stereotypes on non-smokers. Why shaming fails? You know, and and, and shaming, we know that, well, shaming does sort of work. I mean, I'd say that the first 24 to 28 years of my life were lived, um, trying to mitigate the shame that my parents had of my behavior or the shame that Jesus felt over my behavior, the non-existent um, deity in the sky. You know, and Christianity made me shameful of, you know, all of my behavior. And it obviously didn't work. <laughs> um, why fails. shaming fails? To Dr. Jonathan Bricker, a psychologist and public health researcher at Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center and the University of Washington, the latest meta-analysis confirms the problems with this one-size-fits-all approach to smoking cessation efforts. For years, the tobacco control field has believed that stigmatizing smokers will motivate them to quit, he said. I have never bought that line of thinking, which flies in the face of what we know from behavioral psychology about negative consequences of stigmatizing certain groups, shame, self-loathing, and other negative emotions that people cope with by using substances. A lot of smokers are very sensitive to that kind of labeling. By many measures, the public health campaign against smoking has been successful. 50 years ago, 42.4% of Americans adults smoked. Holy fuck. How many? 50 years ago, 42.4% of American adults smoked. Gee, that's a... That is more than one out of three. That is almost one out of every two per, per people. That is insane. That is... Wow. That's a lot of lung cancer. That is a lot. That's 50. That's amazing. Today, 17.8% of adults smoke in in America. The decline is attributed to a mix of efforts, including cigarette taxes, smoke-free air laws, media campaigns that teach kids about smoking's dangers, and pressure on movies and TV shows not to glamorize smoking. In addition, some employees prohibit hiring smokers or charge smokers higher health insurance premiums. This is absolutely true. When um, my ex-husband and I were looking at life insurance for him, it was funny because the life insurance guy came over and we were talking about it. And first he said to me, well, you don't need life insurance because you're not worth anything. Oh. Oh, yeah. And not even joking in a way, just like, you don't need it, you're not worth anything. But they said to Keith, he needed to quit smoking or the premiums would be much higher. So we waited to get life insurance until he quit smoking because it was so much more expensive. And it's funny that they 
prohibit hiring smokers. That's uh, that's crazy. That's no, that's crazy. Some employer some employers prohibit hiring smokers because of the stigma. It's crazy. But while laws and campaigns have helped reduce the prevalence and incidence of smoking and reduced exposure of non-smokers to secondhand smoke, they may have further marginalized the smokers who are left. The new study reported. That's especially problematic because most of the progress in the nation's anti-smoking effort has been in preventing younger generations from starting the habit. Only about 4-7% to of people are able to quit smoking on any given attempt without medicines or other help, according to the American Cancer Society. New tone needed. The study's findings make the case that it may be useful alongside some of the current interventions to have smoking intervention strategies that also focus on increasing self-efficacy, positive reinforcement, and treatment strategies, Evans Paulus said. Bricker agreed. It's time to get serious about reworking anti-smoking messaging so that it is targeted individuals who most likely to benefit from them, he said. Bricker studies... Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, or ACT, to help people quit smoking and other unhealthy behaviors. Unlike traditional quit-smoking approaches, which focus on the willpower and avoiding one's urges to smoke, ACT focuses on increasing one's willingness to accept the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of quitting, while also encouraging commitment to engage in value-based behavior change. For more about ACT, see TED Talk, Rainier Talk. He received a $3.1 million five-year grant from the National Cancer Institute to conduct a randomized controlled clinical trial of SmartQuit, a smoking cessation smartphone app. In the United States, lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer deaths. It's one of the most common cancers in the world. The majority of lung cancers are related to smoking. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I've, every smoker I've came into contact with knows that it's a dirty habit. So a lot of smokers I know aren't in denial. They eventually say, I'm, I do want to quit. It's just not going to be today. I love smoking. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I love smoking. And I shouldn't. And I do. And I don't want to quit. Because I like smoking. I mean, well, if you like to, then that's what you like. And I know it's like, oh, I'm going to die. But we're all going to die. Like, yeah, but. I know. But. Uh, this, is a, this is a new one. Um, let's not wage war on smokers. Quitting smoking is good. Stigmatizing smokers isn't. The praise being lavished on CVS in response to its promise to stop smelling cigarettes is as profuse as it is predictable. When the drugstore announced, and this is from 2014, announced last week it plans to pull tobacco products as it continues to expand into the healthcare market, doctors, journalists, and even the president applauded. We came to the decision that cigarettes and providing healthcare just don't go together in the same city, uh, same setting, said CEO Larry J. Merlo. I congratulate and thank the CEOs of CVS, Caremark, Larry Merlo, the board of directors, and all who helped make a choice that will have a profound impact on the health of our country, said Obama. CVS's decision is only the latest in a string of anti-smoking measures that have gone into effect with almost no pushback. In November, Michael Bloomberg's bill banning the sale of cigarettes to New Yorkers under the age of 21 was met with near-universal support, even though his campaigns against soda and trans fats became fodder for national debates about individual rights and personal freedom. In December, the traditionally smoker-friendly EU voted to implement stricter anti-smoking regulations, including a total ban on the sale of flavored cigarettes. No clothes. Yeah, <laughs> no clothes. The lack of resistance in these policies is a reflection of greater awareness and the health risks of smoking, but it's also a sign of the stigma that's come to surround cigarettes and the people who still buy them. 
tobacco control policies have played a big role in slashing smoking rates, which have fallen from 56% of American adults in 1965 to 18% today. But they've also stigmatized smokers, forcing them to huddle outside public buildings, bars, and now parks. Stigma can be useful if it deters people from smoking, but it can also have nasty side effects, like tempting smokers to hide their habits from their doctors, placing an added burden on already vulnerable populations, making diagnoses of smoke-related diseases embarrassing on top of life-threatening. Healthcare officials know this. That's why they've fought to lessen the stigma attached to other conditions and behaviors from AIDS to depression. Stigmatization represented a profound psychological and social burden on those with HIV or AIDS infection and also fueling the spread of the epidemic. Uh, Yet in this instant, the concerns about the impacts of stigmatization have been given little consideration. Anyway, don't stigmatize us, you big jerks. If, if you want to kill your lungs, kill your lungs. More power to you. Well, it's I just I what I mean. I don't I don't believe in the stigmati- uh, stigmatization of smokers because that like I said earlier, like you know, that's if they want to do that, that's what they want to do. Well, it's like having um, I equate it similarly to seatbelt laws. If you don't want to put on a seatbelt and you get in a car accident and you die, you're fucking stupid. Well, stop yeah. stop wasting water, all right? We we don't have enough water to go around. So if you're a dumb fuck and you don't want to wear a seatbelt because YOLO, then yo, yamo be at your funeral, baby. Like, whatever. Like, I just, it's one of those things where it's a personal freedoms thing. Like, if you, if you want to drink you know, two liters of Pepsi every day and um, play Second Life for 12 hours a day and eat microwave burritos. Hey, you can do that. That's your personal choice. Am I going to do that? No. Do I think it's healthy? No. But are we going to say, hey, we're putting an extra tax on you because you're drinking soda. It's like, I thought the soda, I'm like, "Ah." I I can say a little bit about the trans fat one. Um, sure. The tra- the reason with the trans uh, they mentioned that in the article because there was uh, an initiative in New York to ban all trans fats. Um, I kind of agree with that one because that's just a cheap way to make food. Absolutely. And so that's why big companies like Nabisco and what have you were against stuff like that because there were trans fats um, in a lot of their stuff and what have you. And I I do think there should be a ban on trans fats because that's what's helping with the obesity now. When we come to, and that, by the way, the trans fat thing, that's forced by certain uh, food industry or uh, food companies, I should say. Sure. When because they don't have to use trans fats. They don't fats. have to use trans fats. They have the option. As for smoking, you have an option too, and yeah. I too. Well, but and we have an option that we can buy trans fats. We can buy margarine, which is gross, and has trans fats, or we can buy real butter. But then it's like, oh my god, we're making a choice between real cows and our real cows suffering but that's i'm i'm i always go with nature over but process but and then also too the reason with the trans fat margarine's cheaper it's cheaper than so but let's see what it's about because i don't even really know what a trans fat is trans fat or trans unsaturated fatty acids trans fatty acids are a type of unsaturated fats that occur in small amounts in nature but became widely produced industrially from vegetable fats used in margarine snack food packaged baked foods and frying fast foods since the 1950s trans fat has been shown to consistently be associated with an intake dependent way with increased risk of risk of coronary artery disease the leading cause of death in western nations 
fats contain long hydrocarbon chains, which can either be unsaturated, i.e. have double bonds, or saturated, have no double bonds. In nature, unsaturated fatty acids generally have cis opposed to trans configuration. <gasps> oh my God, that's where they get cis versus trans? Holy fuck, it comes from Ochem. Oh my God. Cis-trans isomerism, known as geometric isomerism or configurational isomerism, is a term used in organic chemistry. The prefixes cis and trans are from Latin. <gasps> in the context of chemistry, cis relates to the fun functional groups on the same side of the carbon chain, while trans... Okay, anyways, I can't believe that's where cis comes from. It's fucking Latin. And it's, wow, but blowing my mind today. In food production, liquid cis-unsaturated fats such as vegetable oils are hydrogenated to produce saturated fats, which have more desirable physical properties, i.e. they melt at a desired temperature. Partial hydrogenation of the unsaturated fat converts some of the cis double bonds into trans double bonds. An, an isomerization reaction with the catalyst used for hydrogenation, which yields a trans fat. Although trans fats are edible, consumption of trans fats have been shown to increase the risk of coronary artery disease, in part by raising levels of the lipoprotein LDL, often referred to as bad cholesterol, lowering levels of lipoprotein HDL, often referred to as good cholesterol, increasing triglycerides in the bloodstream, and promoting systemic inflammation. Ugh. All right. Hey, that's what trans fats are. Yeah. Ugh. And so there, I mean, anything that's chemically produced, I think, is probably worse than anything that's like natural. Meth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like meth. No, but I mean, there's, the, the thing is, it's just like, you know, that. Foods high in trans fats, French fries, cheeseburger, pies, chicken nuggets, vana body ghee, and donuts. All right. Damn it. I love French fries. I love French fries, too. I'm going to leave French fries alone. Yeah. I have to. Foods with trans fats. Looks like pizza, pretzels, donuts. Probably Domino's pizza. All the good things. Not pizza from Naples, mm -hmm. probably. No way. That stuff is all natural. Um, yeah, so everybody phasing out trans fats the food and drug administration is taking steps to eliminate trans fats from american diets partially hydrogenated oils are the primary dietary source of artificial trans fats in processed foods so low trans fats are like vegetable oil semi-liquid margarine soft margarine stick margarine and then shortening and that's how they go up who the fuck uses crisco still oh you know what crisco is super great for fucking deep frying chicken like okay so yeah, crisco is the best for whenever we make these um danish treats called um ebelskiver and the, it's a pan that has like half domes in it and you put a tiny bit of crisco in each one and then you put your stuff and it turns into a circle and it's hollow in the middle it's good for frying it's My great for crisco it's, it's a black grandma's like wet dream right but the yeah. thing is like you know don't eat it all the time like I love making fried, I love, and I love making my own chicken nuggets. I absolutely love it, and I love them, love them, but do I eat them every day? No. But sometimes. But everybody, make your own, make your own chicken nuggets. Really See, fun. I would, I would take more of the trans fat ban over a stupid, like, menthol. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. That's where I feel like the priorities get a little bit fucked up. If you're going to throw something out there, like Proposition E, 
there's some shit out there like this trans fat sure because this this is how we make people unhealthy on a large scale is that we make money off it because you have corn subsidies and we have too much corn and we don't know what to do with it so let's make some corn oil let's hydrogenate it and make it all crazy let's kill people slowly (laughs) yeah but it's and you get people addicted to it because it's like delicious food but we forget you know we forget that delicious food isn't all fried or isn't all crunchy or it could be crunchy because it's a vegetable instead of being crispy. You know, right. it's like. But there are also other ways to do fried foods now that we know about the sciences out there, like how we know, like, you know, using. Ve- I don't know too many people that use vegetable oil anymore. I know I grew up with it. Yeah. You know, that was so, and Crisco as well. Mm. But I know now I'm like, I'm not going to use vegetable or corn oil nor Crisco. I use olive oil. Ugh. Okay, that's good. I mean, but if you are going to do a classic like butter fried chicken, you will, mm. yeah, you're going to do, use Crisco. But going back to the whole Proposition E and, yeah. you know, the the very extreme liberal. Yeah. The, it, it just, um, there ain't going to be no hookah lounges? Nope. <laughs> that's what I'm kind of more salty about. Yeah. Well, and, there, and the thing that sucks is that there were two of them. On, I live on I live on Geary and right around that area. There's two of them, like half a block from me. And what sucks is that their business is gonna. What do they? We just heard a bunch of people's businesses, small businesses in San Francisco. We just like said, hey, fuck your small business to a bunch of people. We we're like, yeah, your small business, fuck you. Seriously, it's 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 terrible because there are people that make money off that. Like that's their. But you know, we're also siding with the devil a little bit with um, Philip E. Morris was yes. the one that ran that campaign, which is the devil. Um, but I just, I really wish something like this wasn't on the ballot. I yeah. really, I honestly, I don't want to care, but I kind of care because it, to me, it's a slippery slope. Mm. Like if it's something like this, something else is going to be next that is going to be like, like really, like. Like for example, like you can't have all 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 the poultry that we have in San Francisco must be all farm raised kind of bullshit. Right, 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 you know, right, 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 right. When there's certain businesses, or maybe you can't afford to get farm right. raised. So th- sure. this is what I mean by the slippery slope of like something extreme is going to happen next. You know, mm, that's just my Dis- yeah. Dis- well, it's a disappearing of civil liberties. Like, which kind of chicken can I eat? Right. Are you gonna? Are you exactly. gonna say like, they are how, how much? How much are you gonna? How much are you gonna try to change my daily uh, choices? And I mean, I already know that America is not happy with my choices because I'm not a good enough consumer. I, I don't buy <laughs> enough things. They're not. They're very unhappy with me because I'm not buying enough stuff. And you're traveling. I'm traveling. <laughs> I'm spending my money in other countries. In fact, they're very pissed at me. I think, but I really feel like our culture and our food is deeply immersed in trans fat. Yes. When we go to a grocery store, it would be nice if the majority of things were like fresh, real, whole foods, but like real foods. But it's amazing. Look at the cereal aisle. I mean, we have so many processed, it's unbelievable. And not only are those foods like processed and put in a bag which is then put in a box which probably isn't great for the environment but like that's what we're trained food is frozen frozen dinners yeah 
Those are so gross and soggy. But I mean, there's also, again, when you have more money to spend, you have more choices. But right. when you don't have any money, you don't have any choices. Yeah. You have to either feed yourself, your family, or your, your children. Right. You know, and the fact of the matter is just like, like I was mentioning, margarine is cheaper than butter. You know? Absolutely. And why can't more people eat real butter oh because they don't have enough in their expense so when it costs it's expensive to eat healthy mm-hmm. that's the fucked up part and then you know all the trans fats are in a lot of cheaper foods and it's yeah it's I, I just looked up can i feed my family for ten dollars and there's a bunch of stuff there's my ten dollar and under meal plan how i feed my family on a budget feed a large family on ten dollar a day with 14 day rotating meal plan Let's see what that one says. I'm interested because so for $10, you can go out and get, you can feed your family with shitty stuff. So if you go to McDonald's and you're on the dollar menu, you can get a soda, which has 140 calories and you can get fries, which probably have, you know, 400 calories and um, a bur- so you can, you can get 1200 calories for $3, right? right. So if, if you have a family of, so let's say you're going to feed three, three people, you can do it for under $10 because even with tax. So when you're looking at 1,200 calories for $10 or this, what is that? what do they say? Feed a large family. Food is one of our biggest expenses, but one mom who feeds a family of seven on just 300 a month wow. shows that it's possible to eat well without cutting coupons or relying on ramen noodles every night. Oh. Jen Walwork Dominguez spends her $3 per meal to feed herself, her husband, two teenagers, and three preschoolers. We're fans of the $4 a day cookbook, but that's $4 a person. Here, Jen is feeding seven people for $3 a meal. There's no real magic here. It's basically all smart shopping and planning. She shops slowly at Aldi, probably the cheapest grocery chain, avoids organic and processed foods, and relies on cheap food staples such as eggs and beans. The most important part of her plan, though, is the rotation of the cheap ingredients. Ingredients do double duty instead of being used for just a single meal, which helps make her food purchases go further. And this is a quote from her. I found the single best way to save money on groceries is to use what is always least expensive and use it a lot. Such as, there's no great variety in my menus, no exotic ingredients I buy just for one meal. We eat dinner on a two-week rotation, lunch and breakfast on weekly rotation. Yes, it can be a little boring. When that happens, I go looking for something else that uses primarily those same cheap ingredients. God bless the internet. If you look at her 14-day meal plan, the meals are pretty basic, but still appetizing with dinners including a tilapia dish lunch taco salads made from leftover taco night ingredients and a hearty breakfast as well cooking like a peasant or while using a meal planning to save money isn't a new idea at all and cooking like a peasant is a time-tested way to feed large families for cheap it's inspiring to see a real-life example of how to carry out this strategy on a day-to-day and monthly basis okay so this is how she feeds her family on $300 a month. I mean, I feed myself and sometimes Jonathan on my food stamps, which is 160 a month. But um, that's just me. Yeah. That's, so that's that's different. Um, a family of kids. seven. A family of seven. Uh, let's see what some of her... These are... Uh, these are example menus of how I feed my family on $300. I'm not saying it's ideal. This is a winter menu. It took lots of, it looks a lot different in the summer. 
I'm feeding two adults, two tweens who eat like adults, and three toddlers who eat a ton but are not very advantage, uh, adventurous. All of my prices, except for a few items not available there, are based on Aldi food prices. These fluctuate, but when one thing goes up, something else comes down, so it evens out. If you don't have an Aldi, Costco, or Sam's Club is your best next best bet. I try to feed my family mostly on whole foods. Not from whole paycheck foods, mind you, but real... Un, mostly unprocessed foods. I make a couple exceptions the occasional box of mac and cheese, graham crackers, etc. Because I'm busy and my kids like them. I don't buy organic. I love organic, just like I love fancy wine, but I can't afford that either. I don't use coupons. I'm not a great cook. I don't even play one on my blog. That's funny. I found single ways to save money on groceries is to use what is always least expensive and use it a lot. They already did that one. My little girls go to a Mother's Day Out program twice a week. They do not allow peanut butter, hence the nutter sun butter sandwiches. We have family slash pizza night every Friday. That explains nearly $20 a month in pizza. Finally, you'll notice a lot of cheese, beans, and eggs in the menu, as well as some things that seem unlikely for a frugal cook, such as cold cereal. Our family gets WIC coupons, and these are some of the items that are provided. The menu actually costs me $200 a month, but I've included the actual price for all items so you can see what it would cost without the WIC vouchers. So here it goes. We'll see if this is tasty at all. Day one, breakfast. Oatmeal with raisins, brown sugar, and cinnamon. Bananas. It's good. Lunch, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on whole wheat bread. Apple slices, cheese cubes. Dinner, roasted whole chicken with carrots, onions, and potatoes. Snack, ants on a log. Ants on a log is peanut butter on celery with with raisins. It's balanced, balanced meal. It's good. Day two, breakfast. Banana muffins and orange slices. That sounds good. Lunch, hard-boiled eggs, cheese cubes, fresh pineapple, saltines. Dinner, chicken noodle soup with leftover chicken and French bread. Snack, apples. Day three, breakfast. Scrambled eggs, toast, orange slices. Lunch, baked potatoes stuffed with broccoli and cheese. God, this sounds good. Dinner, spaghetti with roasted tomatoes, romaine salad with cucumbers. Snack, saltines with peanut butter. I see what she's doing. Yeah. Day four, breakfast, frosted mini wheats with bananas. They like bananas. Lunch, some butter sandwiches, pretzels, orange slices, carrot sticks. Dinner, black beans and rice. Snack, hard-boiled eggs. Day five, breakfast, cinnamon toast, bananas, hard-boiled egg. Sounds good. Lunch, tortellini with marinara sauce, cucumber slices with ranch dip. Dinner, Mexican stuffed potatoes, kidney beans, shredded cheese, salsa, sour cream. Yummy! Snacks, chocolate chip muffins. Day six, breakfast, pancakes with homemade syrup, strawberries, lunch, boxed mac and cheese, carrot sticks, and bell pepper strips, dinner, lemon pepper tilapia, fine green beans, rice, snack pretzels. Day seven, breakfast, whole grain frozen waffles, homemade syrup, strawberries, yogurt, lunch, baked potato stuffed with broccoli and cheese, so repeat, but it's a good one, dinner, Aldi take and bake pizza, bell pepper strips, carrot sticks, snack, graham crackers. So, I mean... And this is how her shopping all pans out. Two whole chickens, 95 cents a pound, five pounds each, 950. Three packages, lean ground turkey, eight, 987. Frozen tilapia, 549. Two cans of salmon, 698. Bag of yellow onions, two bags of yellow onions, 378. Two, 10 pounds of baked potatoes. There you go. Or no, yeah, no, four or five pound bags of baking potatoes. So that's 20 pounds of potatoes Use for 10 bucks. Use those potatoes, bucks. man. Use those potatoes. Anyways, it comes down. She's got her whole list of everything to buy, and it comes out to three hundred and twelve dollars and eight cents. This assumes you have nothing in your pantry. 
I do not have to buy all spices, oils, vinegars, sugars, etc. every month. When those costs are spread out, the monthly total is almost exactly $300. You know, when... She's a genius. Dude, whenever I was struggling... Potatoes were my friend. Potatoes oh my God. and salad. I eat so many potatoes. Yeah. You can do so much with potatoes, your friend. Yep. Yep. And the best thing about baked potatoes that I've been doing is, and it doesn't hurt them at all to do this, you can cut, when you do baked potatoes in the oven, it takes about 50 minutes, sometimes up to an hour at yeah. 350 to 400 degrees. But if you prick it a couple times, throw it in the microwave, seven minutes on high in the microwave, preheat your oven during that time, throw the potato in. 15 minutes it's done so you can bake you can and, and it doesn't change the consistency of the center it's just like a great baked potato but you cut your cooking time in half so instead of taking an hour it takes about 30 minutes total See, i usually i'll um i'll boil my potato mm. take it out put put a fork hole in it and then wrap it up in foil and put it in the oven yeah. which cuts down my time it's still like Do maybe because i kind of i kind of like my skin a little bit crispy yeah, yeah yeah so i will probably leave it in for an extra like 35 minutes or what sure, have you sure. but i'm at least snacking on something while i'm waiting for that delicious potato but and it, plus i don't own a microwave anymore oh good for you uh, yeah microwaves are terrible yeah but, i mean terrible. i use them for that it's good here's another fun thing to do with a potato um you take your baked potato and you wash it and scrub it and then you put it in kind of like a something where like a spoon or something where it you can't cut all the way through the potato and then you take your knife and you cut if you have like a baked potato that's about that you cut it into like halfway down like 16 to 20 slices so you go halfway down ship 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 uh-huh. right so you basically is you've, you've kind of turned it into almost like a rainbow well not a rainbow like it's, it's halfway down and it's cut halfway through and then you take your you take butter or olive oil and slather it on that part and with salt and then stick it in the oven and it's it's really fun like it gets crispy on the bottom but it's still soft in the middle but it gets like it, it just changes it it's really fun so you just slice halfway down halfway through butter on the top and you, you could even put it in your tin foil but then you take it out of the tin foil and it gets super crispy with those like weird slices and it cooks faster i think i, know I think there's an issue with you know i with the i like i love her i love the fact that she mentioned all these because I, I grew up on all these foods so yeah it cuts your price a lot but I think it's also the fact that a lot of people don't know how to cook really right anymore. yeah and so the lazy factor sets in where sure. it's just like well I'll just go get McDonald's or I'll sure. just throw in these lean cuisines or what have you well even or when we go across the street to get two pieces of pizza because we're being lazy for dinner it's 10 bucks it's nine dollars and then we just you know it's it's like eight something and then we tip them so it's ten dollars total but for 10 bucks if we didn't buy pizza right we could make we could make pizza for five dollars but you know how to manage your food properly there are right. a lot of people that and you know how to cook right, so, right, right i mean there are a lot of people who don't know how to cook um and though i did read recently that there is a new generation of people who are starting to cook more at home Good. rather than spend money uh well, but fast food it's that blue apron bullshit now too where like everything's pre-chopped and it comes to my door and it's great and That's i'm like lazy. oh i know I, I wonder how much that costs so the blue apron i i've been actually curious to like do one but i think it's just too lazy i want to listen it's good enough for me that I buy spinach sometimes out of the bag rather than like just, you know, take my time and plucking it off its stem. But yeah. I don't want, I don't really want to cook my whole dinner already. Ch- 
that's the fun part of cooking sometimes. I mean, unless you're fucking like super exhausted. I can get it, the blue apron thing, but. So. Let's see how much it yeah, is. Yeah, let's see how much it is. Um, on the menu this season, chicken ramen with greens, soft boiled eggs, and miso broth. So that's so easy. It's chicken, it's a hard boiled egg, it's greens, but. How much is it? Uh, let's see, and let's, let's look here. Incredible meals. They give you, they give you, this is so funny, they give you tagarashi, traditional Japanese spice blend, enoki mushrooms. Like, it's it's just funny. Um, I want to see how much does it cost. Choose your plant. Starting at, here we go. What's inside your delivery? Uh, farm fresh, seasonal produce, meat with no added hormones, sustainably sourced seafood, and everything else you need. Starting at $7.49 a serving. So, starting at. So, if you're having a meal for two people, it's 20 bucks. That doesn't make sense. I, can, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's cheaper for you just to buy. It. <laughs> right. Well, because it, but it comes with everything all sliced up and all in these little baggies and then these really foolproof but things. You can go to Trader Joe's and get some like broccoli cauliflower mm. California blend for two, what, $2.49? Here, here is the thing. This is the best, the one of the best and cheapest things to do and quickly too with Trader Joe's food that's healthy. And you don't have a microwave, so it'll be tougher. But you get their pre-sliced, cooked, washed kale in a bag. And it's like $1.99. And then you go into the frozen food section and you get their gorgonzola gnocchi. So it's, gorg- it's, it's gnocchi with um, a, a wonderful cheese sauce. And you take a big handful of those greens, of those kales, and you put it in a microwave-safe dish sprinkle it with a little salt and then um, you microwave it for a minute then you take your gnocchi that's frozen stick it on top and I think you microwave it for two minutes and 30 seconds and then you mix it all around and now you've got all these fresh vegetables that are perfectly cooked because it took takes almost the same time as the reheating the gnocchi it's really good it makes like a sauce you can put some pepper on there and the bag of gnocchi serves like three or four people. So you can yeah, have, yeah, it's, well, it's like, it's four meals basically with vegetables and all healthy, yummy, delicious, super quick. And it's like five bucks total. So five bucks for four meals. So it's like just a little over, it's $1. twenty-five every time you eat it. It's That's really good, really healthy. Go Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's, it's. I, I think just people need to realize how you have to be smart about cooking. It's it's not it's not hard. I mean, you can even use like, dude, you can even make your own chili really quickly. Oh <gasps> yeah, chili is, and it gets better with time. time. Yeah, and you can serve it over different things. You can serve it over rice with cheese and sour cream, or you can serve it secondarily over pasta if you want, or you can chili put it. Mat. That'd be a chili mat. Yeah, yeah. you can I, add I made, it to different stuff. I made yesterday stuffed peppers. I made stuffed with the fake meat from Trader Joe's, Ooh. and I had some like canned diced tomatoes, and then I had some fresh zucchini, chopped that up, and then I uh, stuffed it, put some like cheese onto it, some uh, manchego. The cheese I think was the most expensive part, which was like five dollars, but. I think I did all that. It was like maybe, I want to say 10 bucks. Yeah. But I have leftovers. Yeah, but you could use, if you have leftover chili, you could mix that with vegetables and you put it in a stuffed pepper and that would be amazing. Yeah. 
See? You could mix. You could mix your old. You could mix your leftover chili with your leftover rice. Yes, buddy. And then add some new vegetables and stuff your peppers. Stuff your peppers. And yeah. Then, and then you have leftovers still. And then you still have leftovers. See, y'all need. I know. To be, I Come hope y'all get some shit out of this. Well, I looked up what do you feed. The human body is an incredible machine. That's the thing. I don't understand. There's this disconnect between Americans and our body is a machine and we're trying to make it work. And then when we feed it shitty stuff and we go, why am I sick? Or why do I have cancer? What happened to my life? What's going on? I mean, (laughs) it's because we feed. You don't you don't put like diesel gas in a in an unleaded car you have to feed the machine what it needs you don't you know you don't put you don't put oil in the gas tank you don't you you have to make your machine you have to give it what it wants and we don't we just forget we're like oh yeah we're just people i don't know there's somehow they've convinced us on a large scale that we aren't connected to our bodies right right when i eat kale i feel like a better person when I eat cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli or cauliflower, I feel better. I know what I'm going to eat when I get home before some I go to broccoli. work. I'm going to make me a kale salad with some smoked mm, trout. Ooh, right. smoked trout. Out of a can, too. <laughs> Here are just a few interesting facts about your amazing human body. The majority of your bones are in your hands and feet. I heard about the hands. As a baby, you had over 50% more bones than you do now. Oh. Whoa. You're made up of a hundred trillion cells that do a variety of jobs. That's crazy. Your heart will beat about three billion times throughout your lifetime. Shit. All the blood that flows through your body is actually a liquid organ. Holy fuck. Blood is an organ? I didn't know that. All the blood that flows through your body is actually a liquid organ. Holy Toledo. The surface of your lungs... Is about the size of an average tennis court. That always trips me out what they say about our intestines our being... Our intestines being... Yeah, yeah, like three football fields long. I'm like, seriously? Your skin is your largest organ and the only one exposed to the elements. Standing on your head won't help you lose weight. Food still goes to your stomach. I really... I've never heard that one before. I haven't I heard seriously. that else. Um, this is very weird. Responsibilities of the human body. You perspire... 1.43 pints. You breathe 23,040 times. Is this like every day? This is every 24 hours. Holy fuck. This is something your body does every 24 hours. You perspire 1.43 pints. Gross. Get it out. You breathe 23,040 times. That's insane. You eat three and a half pounds of food. Your hair grows 0.017 one four inch your nails grow point zero 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 four six inch you drink 2.9 pounds of liquid you move 750 major muscles you inhale 438 cubic feet of air wow you speak about 48,000 words unless you're unless you're on the AltaCast, and then you are way over that. Your heart beats 103,689 103, times. You give off heat 85.6 degrees Fahrenheit. You turn in your sleep 25 to 35 times. 
your blood travels 168,000 miles. Whoa. That's in a day? Or? In a day, in 24 hours. You lose in weight 7.8 pounds of waste. Oh my God, I've always wanted to know how much we poo. How, so the, how, wait, how much? The average person poos 7.8 7. pounds of waste every 24 hours. Okay, because I took a good shit today and it felt really, my belly got flat. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't believe there's 7.8 pounds of waste today. Thank God. That's amazing. I've been good about drinking more water. Have you been good about drinking more water? I have water? been good about drinking more water. Do you think that's helped with your BMs? You know, I don't ever have any problems because I'm an alcoholic and it just all shoots out of me anyways. It's not, it's like no big deal. It's just like, all right. I have a joke in my first novel and, it, and it's from a bike messenger character and he goes, uh, someone goes, I haven't had a solid shit in three three weeks. And he's like, three weeks? I'm going on three years. <laughs> but it just because I... You know, if I drink whiskey after dark, it turns me into an asshole and my butt into a gremlin. I'm like, yeah, um, shitting's fun. It's woof. It's so funny how we stigmatize shitting. I, <laughs> I I used to have a joke about it, and I should bring it back. That um, in San Francisco, we pretend to be so progressive, but we just and we do this dating thing where we date, and you go to a restaurant where you create poop, like you eat together. And you're literally creating poo, but you're not allowed to fart and they can't do it. So what I say is that we create in San Francisco like a pooatorium, like a big hall with like toilets that face each other and you can like hold hands oh and poop God. at the same time. So it can be like a meal. So you, you eat together and you create the poo and then together you go and you avoid the poo. And I feel like you can really, like why wouldn't we date this way? Like we're, oh, we're literally creating poo on shit. a date. Yeah, I mean, your what are we doing? smells like raw eggs. Yeah, your right? smells like tuna. Yeah, well then you know if you, I mean, if you don't like tuna, you can't be with that person. That's gross. And you, <laughs> sorry, if you exercise, you exercise seven million. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. Your blood travels 168 million miles because that's thousands. So it's million, which is even crazier and crazy. And you exercise 7 million brain cells with each thought. Shut up. Think more. I know. That's crazy. With all of these vitally important jobs to get done on such a tight schedule, it's no wonder many humans feel exhausted by the end of each day, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's possible to have more than enough energy to work all day and dance all night. All you have to do is provide your body with high quality fuel, pure water, and exercise you need to operate smoothly and keep from getting gunked up. Gunked up? Yeah. When you consider your body doesn't come with spare parts, don't you think it makes good sense to do everything you can to keep your fabulous machine running in tip-top condition? <laughs> yes, I agree. So eat more kale. I'm definitely going to before I go to work. Yeah. That shit, you don't understand. I, I, I almost became late because I was still on the toilet. Oh, that's funny. Because I don't like waking up. I had actually, I had kale for a snack, a midnight snack last night. I had a kale salad left That's over. nice. And I ate it, but I felt full when I went to bed. And mm. I felt full when I went woke up this morning. And then that fullness is gone. It's gone. Oh, let, let me tell you my other recipe for kale that I just, I love so much. So um, you cut your kale really finely, shred it, or take this stuff from Trader Joe's and just chop it up a little more. Then grate carrots. Take your carrots and grate them into the kale. Great, 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 great. Carrots, carrots, carrots. A few thinly sliced red onions, uh, or even just tiny, just little red onion, 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 onion. Sesame seeds. And then um, you make sort of like a, 
like a sesame uh, Asian dressing. So a little bit, a little tiny bit of sesame oil because a little oh, bit goes a long way. I have some. Like, Rice wine vinegar. Um, and then like a little bit of olive oil or something, um, rice wine vinegar, and maybe some lemon juice or lemon zest, uh, and salt. Okay. So take all that, put it together, toss, toss, toss. It's going to be great the first time you eat it, but it gets better over time because the kale starts to wilt a little bit with the salt. And so it's basically like, it's like a slaw. It's like a kale slaw. And it, it's not cooked, right? No, it's not cooked. It's just finely, but over time in your refrigerator, because you, you slice it really it's thinly. Marinate. It marinates in it, yeah, and it starts to sort of break down those fibers. And so the second day, it's even better. Okay, so I just the only thing I need to get is some uh, rice vinegar oil. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to worry about rice wine, just use lemon juice, any kind of acid. Lime juice will be great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's a super, super easy recipe and it's really, and there's so many great ways to enjoy kale and, and like, it is really like, it's serious. It's like little super scrub brush. You could even throw like, you could throw some raisins in there, some currants, some, um, whatever you want. This is cute. This is the last thing that they, your, your body is a wonderful machine. This is what, how do you teach kids how to, um, give it the right kind of (laughs) foods, protein. What are carbohydrates? What is fat? The whole thing. Read to your kids, guys. Make sure that they don't eat like gross things. If I ever see a three-year-old again with um, like a liter bottle of Fanta, orange Fanta, no! you just got to scream at that mom. It's not orange juice. That bitch knows that. I, I, she better. <laughs> Chocolate candy, sweets and brandy make life so sweet. But pimples leak, trucks Oh, but pimples leak. Trucks and trolleys of sweets and lollies make candy makers rich and rubbish bins full. That was a poem written by a little girl named Rebecca. Thank you, little Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Eat your kale, baby. Eat your kale. Well, that's a funny thing about children, too. They'll eat whatever you put in front of them. And we train them to eat beige foods, like just by giving them chicken nuggets because it's easy. But make your own chicken nuggets, everybody. Yeah, because the real or the the factory ones are chicken pieces. Ugh. Oh, they're so gross. Ugh, that's gross. So the, gross. The beacon all. Drink water. Uh, hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my cat. We'll go back to my sad, the sadness of my cat being dead. Um, love your kitties if you have them. Um, they're the best. I just, I just love. Animals are friends. Oh, I just love my cat so much. I'm so sad. You'll I'm just have, gutted. It's take. You know what? Take time to get another one. Yeah. Mourn, mourn Spike. I'm yeah. glad that he's at least close to you. Yes, and I mean we get to visit him in the backyard, so that's great. Um, and I'm I'm going to. I think that it'll be like around my birthday in October that I'll be ready. And I'm gonna go. You know, to the SPCA, and I'm gonna go find. We're gonna see. Like I'm I'm not locked into a kitten. I'm not locked into an adult. I'm not locked into a young adult. I'm just gonna go and visit all the cats and hang out with the cats and see which cat is like you're my person yeah because spike chose me like i that was you know i was like his sixth owner really yeah he lived with a lot of different people before me and but i was like yo my and he was like yo my person i was like yeah this cat is so great so i mean i didn't get him till he was six and i've been with him for 10 years so but that's the same thing as i could pick up a cat that's already you know, has, but I'm not going to, I, the only thing is I can't have too old of a cat. I don't want a cat that's, don't do that. because you I don't want to go through this again. Not, yeah, in a short period of time. No, it would be, it was just devastating to, I mean, finding your dead cat is like, 
I mean, I can't imagine finding a dead child, but I wouldn't leave my child alone like that. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Love your animals. Love your animals. Uh, donate Love to Mutiny body. Radio. Please, please, please donate to our GoFundMe right now so that I can pay myself a salary, a stipend um, this summer. That would be great. You go to the GoFundMe Mutiny Radio. We've got a donate button on our website. Go there when you're downloading this and just click that donate button. Give us some money so that we can keep free speech alive in San Francisco and beyond to the world. Latoya, you're the best. I'm so glad you have that your finger on the pulse of everything happening. Try, trying to. I love it. Now I need. To Sorry about the weed. I, I've got this pipe that's so old. It's impossible. Yeah, it broke the. Uh, it broke this. It, uh, the bro- the pin. It broke the pin. <laughs> the resin is too strong. You're gonna the have to do some. Resin is strong with us. Dirty cleaning on yeah, this. I'm one. gonna have to. Yeah, do it. Um, sweet. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us on the Alticast. We'll be back next week with uh, more fun and games. And enjoy. Um, your go out and pet a cat. Everybody. Pet a cat. Pet a cat. Bye. Bye. It's right there. Oh shit. Oh, not that one. This one down. Just oh, there festival. It should be going. Oh, we gotta turn that up. Oh shit. It's all good. We see a podcast. Are ye on a raft without a patter? We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. 
Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. In San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. 